This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Oh, tired, but I'm good. So I'm here. I'll wait for the show and uh, looking forward to another fun-filled episode. How are you today? I'm good. So uh, the good news is I slept in for an extra 45 minutes. The bad news is I slept in for an extra 45 minutes and had to scramble to get here. But uh, (laughs) not not quite the... you know, fluster and, and uh, drama like, yesterday, but, uh, you know, got here in plenty of time, doing pretty well, so uh, all in all, you know, I, I'll take that extra 45 minutes sleep. Yeah, no, absolutely. I <laughs> The good thing is, is I don't have to drive to the studio or anything. I literally just get out of bed, get ready, and then, <laughs> and then just come to the next room, right. which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, which is a good thing because, like, at least uh, Christian will give a will give a friendly uh, reminder text, just a good morning text to make sure you're up. It's kind of to gauge if he has to run a best of or not show if his hosts decide to wake up or don't wake up. And uh, <laughs> you know, luckily, it's a nice poke. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was sleeping pretty good, and I got the text. So good, good. Yeah, you know, it's uh, for me. I've got that sort of uh, area of. Um... I guess you could call it viability, where if it's past a certain point, I'm not getting here in time. But today I was yeah. well within that area. I didn't get to do my normal routine, but I'm here. I'm good. And uh, I think we're going to have a fun show today. Oh, I agree. I think today's fun. You know why? Because it's Taco Tuesday. It is baby. Taco Tuesday. Well, let's kick things off with my question for my co-host. Tony, you've been house hunting in the past. Now, say, for instance, you have found your perfect home, your dream home. What would be a deal breaker for you on that home once you get in there? Uh, well, a deal breaker for a home would be as if they made meth um, or any types of drugs inside the home. Um, because I can get past a lot of things. I've lived in old, I mean, a house as old as 19, I think it was 1918. Okay. Was the year uh, my last house was built that I lived in which was really old and had a lot of issues. Um, but uh, yeah, I've lived in houses with lead paint, 
Uh, I've lived in messy houses that were trash, but we were able to fix it and clean it. So I've seen some gnarly stuff, but if I knew like drugs were made in there as far as meth or something goes, that would be a, that'd be a no. Okay. Or if, if like somebody had uh, like been murdered or something else in there, so I don't know, no bad juju. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, this may fall into one of those. So uh, work on restoring an abandoned $35 million mansion in one of the most prestigious areas of Paris has been suspended after the discovery of a corpse that had been decomposing in the basement for 30 years. Wow. Oh, nope. Nope. Out. Minutes from Les Invalides and the French Prime Minister's official residence and backing onto the former home of Yves Saint Laurent, the vast but crumbling complex at 12 Rue Odenau in the heart of Paris had been empty for more than 30 years. Behind a bricked, bricked-off facade, ivy sprouted from the cracked walls and broken shutters of four imposing buildings once lived in by the poet and playwright Francois Copy. Francois, you are decomposing. Wee <laughs> wee oui, oui, woo woo. We'll find out that it. How about no? It wasn't quite him, but uh, a once elegant garden had been unintended, uh, untended since the mid 1980s and was now completely overgrown. The stuff of estate agents' dreams, the Hotel Particulière, billed as the last truly significant property in the capital's most sought-after neighborhood, finally sold in January by its owners a discreet Dutch company, at an auction that lasted barely 15 minutes. The buyer, Jean-Bernard Lafonta, paid $35.1 million, nearly six times the reserve price. Lafonta, a former director of the French investment firm Wendel, and now head of his own industrial holding group, lost no time in February starting work on restoring the property, protected by strict preservation order to its former glory. But then workmen surveying the site stumbled across the body. Quote, everyone was devastated to learn it had been there so long, without any of us knowing. Lamont said the corpse, the discovery of which was only recently made public, came to light as workers removed a pile of planks and rubble in one of the mansion's cellars. Traces of wounds, including broken bones and knife cuts, prompted police to open a murder investigation. Papers found on the body allowed authorities to identify the man as Jean-Pierre Renault, and his death was dated about 30 years ago. Quote, he was someone of no fixed abode with a drinking problem, a police source said. We could imagine a fight with someone else living on the margin. I guess that means, uh, you know, maybe a, a homeless squatter. But it's unclear whether he died in the mansion or was brought there. And we may never find out who was responsible. It's quite possible the murderer is himself now dead. So, uh, yeah, you know, if, if you found that beautiful dream home that you're looking to restore, for me, I think a decomposing body left in there might be a deal breaker. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you find it. I've seen too many scary movies where they find, like, the, the decomposed body. That spirit's always coming back to find ways to terrorize you. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks indeed. Well, folks, we do have a wonderful show lined up for you. As Tony mentioned, today is a Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! As we do on Tuesdays, we have Rank It With Tony. We have a segment called Outstanding Move. Our call-in topic today is a bad movie that you love anyways. We have Useless Advice, This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. Now, if you guys don't know about it, we have a thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. You can talk about a segment we've covered. You can tell us if we're wrong. You can rant and rave. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, August 11th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Amazon has confirmed the branding change for Twitch Prime today into Prime Gaming. So you'll have access if you have uh, Amazon Prime. It is free and included with your membership. You can play games on your PC. You know, I never knew about that. I didn't know about that either. That's cool. Yeah, so if you have it, yeah, you can download some free games there. So, uh... Check it out. They're good name games, too. Uh, Lion director Garth Davis will helm Tron 3, starring Jared Leto. That's Lacey Yendra's favorite joke. Uh, <laughs> or Zach also Af- known as oh. the worst joker out there. Yeah, yes. Uh, I should have had the... Uh, the laugh. <laughs> Zach Efron is going to star in a three men and a baby remake for Disney plus um, no words on who's going to play the other two, but Zach Efron is the main one. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is going to guest judge on America's got talent while Salman Cowell recovers from back surgery. He had a horrific bike accident over the weekend and broke his back in many different places. Yikes. So Kelly Clarkson, Ironically, was uh, what uh, the first winner of think, uh, yeah. American Idol, hosted by Simon Cowell. Um, Dirty Dancing sequel is officially announced, and Jennifer Grey returns, and a director's added. I'm sure the uh, fans of the Dirty Dancing movies itself are inside just mortified because there's no Patrick Swayze. So, yeah. kind of tough to do, but nonetheless, that was your Filippo Five. Now, here's let's roll on to the entertainment news here. Uh, we're going to start with. Uh, I can drag my screen here. There we go. Uh, Blazing Saddles remake is in the works, but with some major differences. Um, The 1974 Mel Brooks classic is being reimagined, moving its setting from the Old West, the animated tale set in the time of the samurai with cats being pitted against dogs. It will be aptly titled Blazing Samurai. What? We've always been, yeah. We've always been passionate (laughs) <laughs> We've always been passionate about animation and are thrilled to be taking part in Blazing Samurai. A statement said uh, from Align co-founder Adrian Polowitzki. Polito Witzki. That's how you say it. Okay. Right. Polito Witzki. Read via CBR. With the arrival of COVID-19 across Europe and North America, our team came together to shift our strategy to meet limitations of the new filmmaking landscape. It was a natural step for us to shift our focus to high-end commercial animation projects. Blazing Samurai is the first of more to come. 
Mark Koitzer will direct the film, and Rob Minkoff, who directed 94's Lion King, will produce. The voice, cl- the voice cast includes Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, George Takai. Oh, my. Oh, Michelle- my. <laughs> Michelle Yu. Oh, man, I am going to butcher this name. Digimon Hunsu, which is the guy who says, who? Yeah, I just don't know how to say his name. Jamon Hansu. How do you say it? Jamon Hansu. Jamon Hansu. It's like Jumanji. Jamon Hansu. Okay, and Mel Brooks himself. In the original movie, a black man, Black Bart, is made sheriff of the small town of Rockridge with the intention of driving away the townspeople for the benefit of the railroad, Magate. While shunned at first, Black Bart eventually befriends Jim, also known as the Waco Kid, played by the late Gene Wilder. When they discovered the nefarious plot, they eventually win the trust of the townspeople and work together. Um, it's widely regarded as a classic now, so this will be interesting to see it done in animated style uh, with cats being against dogs. So, Blazing Samurai coming soon, not to a theater near you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, moving- I, can't, I can't get on board with that. <laughs> Blazing no. Saddles is a classic. Um, you know, obviously in this day and age, it's it's a little bit edgy. But uh, trying to reimagine it as a animated samurai, I mean, they're just grasping at straws at this point. Yeah, they they definitely don't have uh, a lot of a lot of Hollywood doesn't have original ideas anymore. It's all reboots, remakes, reimagines, and. Uh, as you'll see, or as we'll get to as in this entertainment news segment, there's a lot of that. Uh, but what's not, what's actually original is uh, Jason Bateman um, and Mark Perez will be teaming up for a show called Super World. It's an adaptation of Gus Krieger's recently released audiobook. The story takes place in 2038 in a world where every single person has superpowers, with the exception of one man by the name of Ignatius Lohman, who is stuck in a white-collar job while his father is one of the most powerful people on the planet and leader of a defense organization, Peerless. Lohman will get his chance to step up when he is forced to face a corporate overlord whose power is neutralizing anyone with a superpower. Superworld has been described to be in the same vein as The Incredibles, Jason Bateman will direct the film for Warner Brothers with Mark Perez slated to pen the script. Sounds like it could be fun. Yeah. So I like Bateman. You know, he can do comedy well. He can do drama well. I mean, just check out Ozark. That's amazing. And he's a great director. In fact, uh, he's directed a number of episodes of Ozark. So, uh, yeah, this is what I'm looking forward to. And like you said, you know, it's sort of a fresh idea. It's original. It's uh, not a rehash. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the thing. I'm okay with uh, reboots and rehashes if they're done correctly. Um, I agree, Kendra. How do you remake Blazing Saddles? Don't mess with the classic. Absolutely. Um, this one will probably not offend anybody in the sense that it's just another uh, show to add to the canon. So we talked yesterday about SpongeBob getting a prequel. Well, now they're getting a spinoff as well. Ah! SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff The Patrick Star Show is coming to Nickelodeon. More than two decades after it, it debuted on Nickelodeon, SpongeBob will be getting something called The Patrick Star Show, featuring SpongeBob's best friend, uh, Patrick. <laughs> Bill Fagerbaki, who has been the 
voiced the lovable Patrick since SpongeBob SquarePants launched in 1999. Bye-bye. We'll be back to the voice role. The new series was developed by the same creative team behind SpongeBob, and its first season will run at least 13 episodes. Sources told Deadline the new show will be similar to the Larry Sanders show and the comedy Bang Bang. Okay. Okay. With Patrick hosting a late night talk show. The project will also heavily feature Patrick's family as well as a cast of mostly new characters. Favorites from SpongeBob cast will also show up with the original voice cast playing their parts. Nickelodeon has not commented on the new show. SpongeBob SquarePants launched back in 1999 was created by the late Steven Hillenburg. It's easily the most successful show in the network's history with more than 262 episodes produced. Paramount produced three hit features. uh, And there's a new one which will be released on CBS All Access Video Demand next year. So nonetheless, um, a fun fact. Did you know that the voice of Patrick is also... Uh, the same guy that was uh, Marshall's dad in How I Met Your Mother, and he was in uh, Coach. I do. I do. Yeah. In yeah, fact, uh, they do. Dauber. Yeah, they do that SpongeBob in real life feature where uh, they have the actors, Tom Kenny and uh, I forget the guy's name, but, uh, you know, they play the the characters in real life and do the voices. And it's, you know, it's sort of fun to see behind the scenes. You know, as people know, we're big, you know, voiceover cartoon fans. And so uh, it's awesome to see that. Now, with this, I I don't know about a, a show starring Patrick. You know, he always, to me, was sort of a a great side character. But I don't know him being the focus might be just a little too much. I think so too. It could get really annoying really fast. All right, today we're going to introduce. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty good impression. Not too bad. Um, one of my ex-girlfriends, she used to get pissed because her family actually compared her to Patrick. Oh, seriously? Starfish. <laughs> yeah, she used to get pissed about that. I didn't think she was like Patrick at all. I think it wasn't with how she talked, but with like kind of how Patrick would just kind of, you know how he's always just kind of lethargic and spacey, and then, ooh, SpongeBob. Is, is, and it, then he goes, is it the one I dubbed Eeyore? No. Oh, okay. No, I'll tell you. Different one. Tell you off <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll tell you off there. I'll tell you on a break. Um, moving on to reboots uh, and rehashes. Uh, the Peacock. I kind of talked about it yesterday, saying how it actually wasn't too bad. Um, well, it dropped two trailers yesterday for two of its tentpole shows. I don't know if I would really call them tentpoles, but uh, there's two shows that are coming out for it. Uh, are you ready to go back to Bayside, Chris? Because no. NBC streamers. They dropped the new trailer for Say by the Bell. I still can't get on board with it. And it is campy, though, because it plays uh, I'm So Excited. Like, it actually plays that in the trailer. And uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, who plays Jesse Spano, mm-hmm. shows up and she goes, Whoa, are those caffeine pills? They're addictive. <laughs> and at first, you know, you might, might be, you might be. Uh, happy and then you're going to be real scared and then you're going to break up your girl band so she really pokes fun at that episode of her being addicted to caffeine pills Um, but nonetheless uh, it seems to focus mainly on Jesse Spano and AC Slater Uh, Zach and Kelly are eventually going to show up in the show but uh, I can't say I'm overly excited being a Saved by the Bell guy it just looks kind of goofy to me but uh, 
Also, another goofy show that's coming back is MacGruber. Yeah, Whoa. Will Forte's MacGruber is getting a whole eight-episode show with Kristen Wiig and Ryan Philippi returning to their roles. Uh, good as a little s- segments on Saturday Night Live. They weren't bad, but... Uh, and the movie was awful. The movie was awful, yeah. And we're going to be talking about awful movies that ended up being pretty good. This is not one of them. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the Peacock showed two new trailers there. Check them out. We can put them up on the page. And lastly, before I get to the birthdays, the mighty Metallica has decided to join on the uh, drive-in boots, and they are going to be a part of Encore Drive-In Nights, which is presented by production company Encore Live. They're the same ones that did the uh, um, Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be Metallica, and Three Days Grace will be the opening act for them, so it'll be a concert uh You'll feel like a concert feel. Uh, it will only cost you dun, 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 $115 per what? car up to six people. Yeah. Wow. So that so you can uh, start downloading them on August 14th. Um, if you do buy your tickets, you will get four digital downloads of Metallica's S&M 2. So at least you get a free uh album out of the deal if you do go yeah i however they will be playing at the drive-in up the street from my house however i am not going to pay that kind of money to see metallica even though they're my favorite band i can't justify that even with a group of people i'm not jamming everybody into the escapi <laughs> to do that but <laughs> uh, nonetheless we'll roll into birthdays real fast before the old break rooney and let's do this Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, Viola Davis is 54. She's an actress. Uh, Joe Rogan, he is a former UFC commentator, has his own podcast. He's 52. Hulk Hogan, brother, 66. What you gotta do (laughs) when Chris Hemsworth, the other birthday dude, plays me? He was Thor. He's 36, brother. And lastly, Ian McDermott, Mr. Palpatine. Do it. Is 75. And that's your birthdays today for August 11th. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news today. When we come back, we have Rank It With Tony, where we get into the battle arena. I take on you guys, the listeners, for I don't know. We will find out. See you guys in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us on Facebook Live and YouTube Live as we speak. And we also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you can't catch us in the morning, you can always catch us in the evening. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. 
Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now, as we do on Tuesdays, Tony takes us through Rank It, where he pulls a uh, ranker poll, top 10, something that's interesting that I have no idea about. We enter the battle arena. It's me versus you guys, the listeners, so chime in on Facebook as Tony takes us through Rank It. Ooh, yeah! What do you got for us today, Tony? Oh, buddy. So, obviously, we have a good conversation topic coming later. So, I kind of tied this one in. And this one is titled 20 Bad Movies That Are Actually Really Good. Now, these are movies that uh, range from B-grade horror films to $75 million movies. Each film on the list has something special that pulls the depths of a normal bad movie and raises it to the status of so bad, it's good. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, you know, kind of a tougher one this week. I didn't just give you the simple uh, top 10 uh, superheroes. I I, I wanted to see if there was a list based off something uh, uh, for the topic. And there was. So I was like, well, this could be fun. Now, does this is this movies from any period of time, or is it within just a, a certain period? They, they are all over. There's, mm-hmm. I can tell you, hinting around, there's some from the 80s. Okay. Uh, definitely 90s. Uh, let's see as I scroll through. Uh, it looks mainly 80s, 90s. There's one really old one. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly uh, 80s and 90s. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go. Ahead. And there's some comedy or no comedy that I can see. Really? Just FYI, yeah. Okay. Not in this list, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that the really old one is Ed Wood's Plan Nine from Outer Space. Okay, you are in the right vein of things, and okay. my friend. Ding, baby. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, no, Kendra Adam Sandler did not write this list. Oh, condition is better. There's no Adam Sandler movies on here, just FYI. Okay. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space was number eight on the all time uh, So Bad It's Good list. Okay, all right. And anyone want to chime in on the Phoenix page? Do so below, and I'll give you an up. Or a down, which would really just be a ding or a buzz. <laughs> All right. So no one guessed yet, but uh, as soon as you guys do, I will pause Christian and I'll let your guess be had. But Chris, there's no one else that has guessed. So my buddy, my friend, you are good to guess again. All right. Um, I'm going to go with a movie that has been quoted as the worst movie ever, but I've seen it a couple times, and I can't help but laugh hysterically. I'm going to say The Room. The Room? The Room is on fire, just like my buddy Christian Meyer. (laughs) Number 10. Seriously? Wow. All right. Well. All right. Kendra's got one. Okay. She guessed Mystic Pizza. I think that's Julia Roberts' first movie. That is a good so. guess, Kendra, but it's going to be a buzz. Oh. Keep guessing. Keep guessing. But, All right. Uh, Christian, 
You're up. You're two and zero, oh, buddy. Two and zero. Oh. I'm surprised. Oh, kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You've done good. You've got number eight, and number ten. All right. I'm going to tilt my hand a little bit for our call-in topic, which is bad movies that you love, anyways. But uh, my pick is a horror movie out of the '80s that I, you know, it, it holds fond memories. Uh, I've gone back a couple times, and it doesn't disappoint in not only how bad it is. But how much I love how bad it is. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Dude, that should be on the list. Absolutely should 100% be on the list, but it is not on the list. Not It's not even in the top 20, but this is only a top 21. There are okay. some horror movies in here, but that was not one. Okay. Um, Boy, I'm going to stick with the horror movie theme and say... Poltergeist 2. First one was great. The second one was laughably bad. Marianne. No, but that was a good guess, though. Hmm. Has anybody else chimed in yet? No. I'll tell you what. If no one chimes in, I'll just read one that's in the top 20. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that'll help uh, so, set up the mind space a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so... I'll give you two since there was uh, you had guessed twice and there was no guesses. Um, the number eleven was Stone Cold with Brian Bondsworth. Bonds, yeah, Bondsworth. Bondsworth. <laughs> it says Bondsworth on there, but you're right, it is Bondsworth. Okay. And then number twelve is Trick or Treat, which is a heavy metal horror movie I like with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I don't know that one. Is it Trick uh, or Treat? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Kendra has guessed Point Break. That's a damn good movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, but it did not make that list. All right, Chris. Now you can guess because she gave me another one, too. <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Let's oh, say they, they live. live. Yes, yes. No, it's not on the list, what? buddy. Uh, Kendra, that is a great guess, too. She guessed Anaconda, the original Ooh. one with Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> John Voight, like at the end, that damn snake spit out uh, John Voight's body, that crappy CGI-looking one. <laughs> uh, oh, that, Texas that... Chainsaw Massacre 2 was number 13. Okay, all right. Um, you know what? With as much time as we have left, I'm going to uh, get, make one more guess, and then you can take us through the top ten. With my final guess, I'm going to say the uh, horror movie where people ran away from uh, um, a uh, silver orb phantasm. Phantasm? Ooh, I think that might just be in the list. It looked Ah, uh, no, buddy. Wasn't on there. Isn't the top 20, though. Oh, okay. Um, and then Kendra's last guess, last guess, last guess is the Wicker Man. <laughs> Good Iron Man, Iron Maiden song, but uh, no. Which one, the original or the uh, terrible Nicolas Cage uh, remake? I don't know, but we're going to get to a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> oh, awesome. Top 10. All right. Well, I got right. two of the top 10, so I don't feel too bad about myself. No, not ba- not too bad. So number 10, The Room, which you got right. So that's a ding. Uh, number nine, Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> and Dennis Rodman. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, which was number 8, which you got. So that was a ding. Ah, number 7, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Really? Okay. Yeah. Number 6, Death Race 2000 with Sylvester Stallone. Wasn't Jeff Jason Statham in that as well? I think so. Okay. Yeah, unless it was a remake. Oh. I mean, everything's a remake. Right. <laughs> number five, Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley. Oh. First filmed in Carson City, Nevada, baby. Yeah, with the sign pointing uh, to Vegas in the wrong direction. Yeah, I didn't think that was a good movie, though. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Number four, Masters of the Universe uh, with Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox. I'd agree there. Uh, Blade Trinity was number three. That one had Ryan Reynolds, Wesley Snipes, and Triple H. It had Parker Posey in it, too. They did. Number two, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) Is the mother of all macho movies. (laughs) And number one, Mr. Ranker, Con Air with Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich. Also Carson City. Yep, another Carson City movie. There's a trend there. (laughs) If If your movie's take place at Carson City, they're going to be bad. They're going to do bad, but they're going to be awesomely good movies later. <laughs> and that was Rank It with Tony, and there's a terrible... She was saying uh, the terrible Nicolas Cage version of Wicker Man. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one. But folks, that does it for another edition of Rank It with Tony. When we come back, we have a segment called Outstanding Move. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, our next segment, which is called Outstanding Move, uh, comes from a meme. Are you familiar with the Outstanding Move meme tone? No. No. All right. Should should I look it up and be familiar? uh, You can if you'd like. Basically, to describe it for our listeners, it is uh, a guy who kind of looks like Uncle Fester, uh, explaining, doing an explainer video for chess, and uh, his go-to phrase is outstanding move. And so I find myself often saying that or the, uh, what was it, uh, the Guinness commercial? Yeah, he does look like Uncle Fester. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, I see it. The uh, You know the Guinness commercial, brilliant! Brilliant, yes. So I find myself often saying one of those two phrases when I come across something that I find either brilliant or is an outstanding move. Well, oddly enough, I came across a list or a, uh, you know, basically a a breakdown of people who fall into this outstanding move category and want to run those through with you right now and see, are they truly outstanding? So, for instance, Twitter user Lottie Burns, hopefully that's not all that burns. 
or that is all that burns. I don't know. Anyway, says uh, you're offered fifty thousand dollars, but if you accept, the person you hate most in the world gets a hundred thousand dollars. Are you taking it? And replying to that Twitter user, Chris Purchase says, "Yes. Why wouldn't I want a hundred and fifty thousand dollars?" Obviously, saying that they are the person that they hurt, uh, hate most in the world. They get $150,000. I'd say that's an outstanding move. Yeah, I would say that was a damn good move. <laughs> Here's one that uh, I would even fall under the brilliant category. It says, my bike was stolen last week, and yesterday I saw it for sale on Craigslist. So I messaged the seller, met him at McDonald's, and when I noticed it was 100% my bike, I dumbly asked to take it for a ride. He said, yeah, just don't ride off which is exactly what I did. I stole my bike back. Outstanding move. Very outstanding. (laughs) This is a saying that uh, nobody's ever said directly to me, but uh, it's been out there in the world. Basically, people say, oh, you know, your degree won't keep you warm at night. Well, uh, this woman begs to differ. She got a blanket made of her degree and uh, shows her napping comfortably on the couch wrapped up in her degree blanket Uh, looks like she got a doctorate of pharmacy and so i think that'll keep her warm at night outstanding oh (laughs) look at that tony even find find, words are hard folks finding a sound bite that works well (laughs) Uh, i appreciate this guy's humor Kevin Shanks on Twitter says, I just got kicked of, out of a Flat Earth Facebook group because I asked if the six-foot social distancing guideline had pushed anyone over the edge yet. Outstanding move. Outstanding. Not, not only is it a play on words, but it, it pokes so much fun at the whole Flat Earther movement that uh, I got to applaud it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony, are you as dumbfounded as i am that people still believe the earth is flat yeah i mean there's the scientific proof like they we have satellites that travel around oh that's that's all tony that's all hollywood you can't believe that Mm, i don't know you know all all of the astronauts who 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 shoot footage footage of our of our footage uh, footage of our globe i like that yeah they're they're lying to us all it's like, believe what you want to believe, but man, I just, the earth is not flat. Now, obviously people travel like by boat, uh, by plane. I mean, if you flew across the country, like I, you know, the farthest I've flown West is Hawaii and that goes on forever. And that basically, if it was flat, like, uh, you would see it. It'd be like, uh, like a big square, but it's not that way. <laughs> Do you hear about the guy who uh, created his own rocket in his backyard? to uh, launch himself up so that way he could prove that the world was flat only that uh, the rocket failed miserably and he died in his experiment oh gosh no i did not hear about that and but that was definitely not outstanding (laughs) (laughs) all right speaking of outstanding moves a russian gas pump offered free fuel to anyone wearing a bikini but things took an unexpected turn and there's a picture of a man standing outside of his car wearing a bikini Oddly enough, in high heels as well, but uh, I would assume he got free gas. Real outstanding work, Cesarino. 
What is that from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just says real outstanding, you know. Outstanding. Just to add to the outstanding sound bites I have. Yeah, luckily, it didn't uh, drop any uh, FCC. Uh, oh no, no, no! While you were stuff. talking, no. While you were talking, I I hit the mute button and tested it first. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so that way the audience didn't hear it, you didn't hear it, and uh, I could test it in case. (laughs) That way I can get a little more free with that without uh, it scaring you and the world. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Along the same lines as the last one, a uh, man is sent home from work wearing shorts in over 90-degree heat. Decides that, uh, you know what, it's not against the rules, comes back in a dress. Hey, he just wants to be comfortable. That is an outstanding move, in my opinion. Ooh, you know, in Animal Tales, we talk about uh, some scary things that animals can do, uh, including the baboons at the safari park that had armed themselves with knives and chainsaws. Well, in this case... Yeah, they were scary. Yeah. (laughs) In this case, zoo visitors see a monkey sharpening a rock, which later uses it to shatter its glass enclosure. Yeah, it's... uh... They are, geez, Louise, man. Outstanding. Like, what is all these baboons, man? They'll like they try to rape you, they try to shank you, they try to lynch you. I'm telling you, the Planet of the Apes is coming right around the corner. It is coming. (laughs) We're gonna need Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Here, here's an outstanding move, not by the recipient, but by the giver. In 1945, a group of Soviet schoolchildren presented a U.S. ambassador with a carved U.S. seal as a gesture of friendship. It hung in his office for seven years before discovering it contained a listening device. Oh, man. Real outstanding work, Cesarino. <laughs> On the part of the Soviets, not the U.S. ambassador. Oh. Hello. Imagine what they got out of that. It's very outstanding, Christian. That's what we got out of that today. <laughs> oh, in Russia, Seal listens to you. Oh. All right. Russian space station. This next outstanding move is somebody <laughs> that uh, owns a cat. Cats, uh, I'm not a big cat person, but uh, you know what? They they are very strange. Says she usually sits on top of the fish tank to misbehave, but I put a lemon on top and she doesn't know what to do. And it shows a picture of the cat just totally confused by a lemon sitting on top of the fish tank. Outstanding move on his part. Now, have you seen the people who have put uh, uh, cucumbers behind their cats and uh, the cats just freak out? No, I haven't seen that. I've heard about it, uh, some YouTube videos and stuff, but I have never actually watched one. It's worth a check out. And as we head into our long break, here's one that's uh, perfect for you, Tony. says, uh, told this guy I only date people six feet or up, and he sent me this, and it was a Photoshop picture of himself with six feet. Ooh. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to be a smartass. I like that. I give that outstanding. <laughs> well, folks, we are headed into our long break. When we come in, come back. We have our call-in topic of bad movies that you love, anyways. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. 
see it. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I still have my co-host with me, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you holding up in the second hour? Outstanding. Outstanding. No, it's funny. Every time you say in this crazy world, I always think of the Scorpion song, Crazy World. Ooh. It's a crazy world. <laughs> I got up in the morning. <laughs> I never put that association together, but now I don't think I cannot do <laughs> You that. can undo it. Yeah, it's what I hear yeah. every time. It's kind of like at the final segment like of the show, and you're like, well, it's the final segment. And then I always think, it's the final countdown. <laughs> I th- Sorry, my brain goes, it goes to a lot of uh, 80s hairband nostalgia. So. Right, right. Hey, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, I, I think no, but... 80s hairbands could be the soundtracks of our lives. Yeah, well, for mm. you and I, for sure. Uh, you know. I'm smelling co- uh, Colin topic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm having fun today. And I'm excited about our call-in topic. Uh, speaking of which, too. we want you guys to call in at the end of this segment, so that way you guys can take over next segment at 844-790-TALK. That is 844-790-8255. Our topic today is bad movies that you love anyways. Or you could actually call it uh, movies that are so bad that they turn all the way around and become good again. Now, uh, in our Rank It segment, I talked about what my pick was for this, and uh, for not many people know about it, it is on Netflix right now. It's a 80s horror movie from, I want to say 87, 88, called Killer Clowns yeah. from Outer Space. And uh, if you're a horror movie fan, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, in my early teenage years seeking out all horror movies. It didn't matter if they were bad or good, but this one really stuck with me in just how cheesy it was. They would kidnap people. They would stick them into uh, balloons or cotton candy to drink their blood. Um, The effects were just cheesy enough that it was laughable, but still slightly scary. And uh, no big name actors. You had awful cheesy 80s music in it, but uh, again, so bad it's good. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have a killer clown laugh, so you get crusty. <laughs> That's like crusty. But what about you, Tony? Or it was probably more like this, huh? <laughs> no, that's a truly terrifying clown. Uh, yeah, that one is. Oh man, you're you're gonna laugh at mine. Mine, yours is good because, like, I grew up. I actually really liked that movie. Like it creeped me out, but it you know it was so bad it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I had a hard time thinking about this last night. This is where like the ranker came up with. I needed kind of an I needed some ideas. I needed to 
figure out what what is bad because what is bad to me you know might be like good i probably would have said yeah. orgasmo originally mm-hmm. uh the matt trey and trey park one but i rewatched it and it's really not that good um, <laughs> right. it's, it's just it's one of those that unfortunately fell into that it is actually bad um but you know one popped up on the bad list it popped up on multiple so bad it's actually good list and i was like you know the more I think about it, it was kind of a cheesy movie. I but I still really like it. And that movie is Armageddon. Uh be you know, like uh it was uh Michael Bay's reliance on cliche, unrealistic plot points. It was just basically explosions, you know, cheesy love story. The movie is actually kind of dumb. Things go boom, but yeah, <laughs> I love it anyways. Uh you know, it was uh, definitely one of those where it had the soundtrack. And come on, uh, you're gonna, you're going to send a group of roughnecks up into space to to destroy an asteroid? Like like the humans could actually go stop this asteroid? Right. <laughs> um, it's it's so unrealistic. Um, it milks every unreality for all it's worst. It's cheesy, but the sentimental payoff is uh, is what the finale earns. You know, so. The more I think about it, I, I, I love that movie. I think Armageddon is fantastic, but it is really cheesy, though. And I think that would count for a lot of Michael Bay movies. They're, they're mindless. They're uh, very little plot. Um, you know, thin characters. Uh, in this case, a uh, Aerosmith song that if I hear again will make me want to walk out into traffic. Um, I, well, I won't sing it then. <laughs> I'm okay. Never I was gonna. Bu- I was gonna bust out my uh, <laughs> Steven Tyler PJ there. But uh, Tony, have you heard the commentary from Ben Affleck on that? No. Apparently, no. it's an iconic commentary, and uh, he just doesn't give an S. You know, it's. Uh, worth checking out i I certainly okay well you know i wonder if i could i do have the dvd i'm willing Um, to bet it's on there with the com i've never watched the commentary on it so i'm gonna have to do it uh now you're inspiring me to dust off the old dvd and watch it because i bought the uh the digital like a month ago and i don't think it's on there but uh yeah he spends a lot of time ripping apart the plot holes and the dialogue and and uh (laughs) He he has some fun with it, that's for sure. Okay, I'll rewatch that way because it really is cheesy. Whoa, come on, little Reggie! <laughs> like the beginning when all those uh, you know asteroids are destroying New York, and uh, was that <laughs> was that Eddie Griffin? And like yep. it blows a hole into the high, into the road, and the, him and the dog fall in. Little Reggie, where are you, little Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> and then Optimus Prime pops out, and uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg is there. Oh wait, yeah. no, that, that's a different Michael Bay movie. Those other but, ones. Uh, no, I'm gonna it, give you a world class knuckle sandwich. It's funny you <laughs> mention Armageddon because uh, Jesse and I have come across it a few times when we're trying to pick out something to watch in the evening, and I each time we come across it, I'm like, I don't know if I have it in me, but you know what? Because of this topic, I may just go back and watch it. Yeah, but it, when you think about it, it is a super cheesy movie, though. It is. <laughs> it's really cheap. Come on. Bruce Willis. First, he was John McClane. Now he's uh, what was it? I don't even remember his name in the movie. That's how good it is. I'm gonna blow up an asteroid. <sighs> well, in any case, it is a perfect example. Harry, of, Harry Stanford. That that's right. Name. Perfect example of a movie that's so bad it's good, and that's what we want to hear from you guys. We are uh, opening the phone lines now. 
844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Give us your pick of a bad movie that you love anyway. When we come back, we open the phone lines to you. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic of movies that are so bad they're good. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world we want to hear from you guys you can also chime in on our facebook page as well if you're a little on the shy side but uh, while we are waiting for people to call in let's run down a list of uh, some of the more widely accepted movies that are so bad that they're good starting out with a uh one of my picks from our rank it list the room now tony did you see the room directed written produced starring tommy wiseau never ever seen it Oh, God, it is... Surprisingly, right? Yeah. Well, and it's one of those movies that originally I probably wouldn't have seen that, uh, you know, again, people say that it's so terrible, and it's like, why would I want to put myself through that? It wasn't until I saw the James Franco biopic called The Disaster Artist, which essentially talks about or or shows the making of this movie, that I went back and watched the actual one. And uh, it is well worth a watch just in how bad it is. Not only that, but uh, you can only get a home video copy version of it by ordering it directly from Tommy Wiseau's website. And it includes signed underwear from Tommy himself. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't need your underwear, uh, Tommy. That uh, Everything else sounds fine, but... How about no? In your underwear. I don't need you skibbies, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, and some quotable lines. You know, why, Lisa? Why? Folks, That's funny. I was, because, like, when you said the room at first, I was thinking, is it that James Franco one? So, uh, no, no. The James Franco one is telling the story of it, but uh, again, well worth it. Uh, at least watch The Disaster Artist, it'll give you an idea. Um, and that movie was really well done about a terrible movie. Another movie that uh, I it's on the list of So Bad It's Good, but I would keep this in the So Bad It's Bad and almost a career killer for John Travolta, Battlefield Earth from 2000. Do you remember that oh, movie? That, oh, yeah. Terrible uh, Scientology science action flick where he had like a mixture of uh, Star Trek. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a Star Trek guy. Uh, but uh, he looked like a Star Trek character with dreads. It was, ugh. Yeah, yeah. A terrible dialogue, uh, you know. You know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, John Travolta was a huge name actor that, uh, you know, pulled it out well, but his acting was terrible. Um, the plot was nonsensical. And, of course, it was based on an L. Ron Hubbard book, uh, who was the founder of Scientology. Yeah, it just no, it didn't doesn't look good. Um, I've never seen it, so I can't say if it was 
actually a good flick, but it did get beat to hell. Um, so <laughs> here's one on the list that um, I haven't seen. So maybe some of our uh, female listeners can chime in about a movie that's so bad it's good, Fifty Shades of Grey, which uh, I have zero desire to see. Even if you said it was the best movie in the world, eh, not my cup of tea. No, not mine. I will say, like, that movie probably would have done better had they casted Charlie Hunnam yep. um, in the in the actor. Front. I mean, he was just right out of that Sons of Anarchy where all the girls were like, oh, my God, Jax Teller. That would have done that movie so much more service for the ladies. Uh, I'm not watching it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, not, too. It just, I have no desire to watch it. It just... Well, you not, know, I remember my ex-wife used to read the book. I'm sure, like most girls, and and you know, hey, yeah, you got some good nights out of it, so a okay with that partner. But that was about it. You know? <laughs> well, and you know, the the story behind the book is that uh, what's her name, Stephanie Meyer, or I think that was her name, who wrote it. She wrote it on her uh, BlackBerry while she was working, and but uh, I remember reading a passage out of it, and it was, I mean, it was elementary in its dialogue and storytelling but you know people just seem to eat it up yeah well there's a lot of dirty there was a lot of dirty dirty going on in their books <laughs> oh speaking of movies that i refuse to watch just well for a couple reasons one of them being Kristen stewart who is uh about the equivalent equivalent of uh, a cardboard cutout acting on this I list that's round. On this list is oh, The Twilight guess, Saga, <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part 2. I don't know. I, I like my vampires the old way, where they can't be out in the sun, they don't sparkle in the sun, uh, they are, you know, uh, evil and, and, and drink the blood. They're not, evil. You know, not the romantic, you know, whatever it might be. Can, yeah, it's 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 rough. Um Kendra has not read or watched that crap. Fifty Shades that. of Black. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I watched, I think, two of these with uh, my ex. Oh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that. Well, you know, you, you pay your dues sometimes, so you, they, they'll sit there and watch Armageddon with you, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we have yeah. a uh, agreement at home that uh, when I'm traveling, Jesse watches the movies she wants to watch. When she's traveling, I watch the movies I want to watch. And then when we're together, we watch the movies we want to watch together. And it seems to work out pretty well. I, I hope to adopt that one day when I have when I grow up and I have a girlfriend. <laughs> well, folks, we are in the middle of our call-in topic. Give us a call now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We're talking movies that are so bad they're good. Here's another one Tony mentioned in his Rank It list. Rank It! Part of it was filmed here um, just down south of us in Carson City. And, of course, as a teenage boy who grew up with Saved by the Bell, we loved Showgirls, which was terrible. Obviously not our type of movie, but there was one reason, and one reason in particular, that we were watching it, and that was to see uh, Jesse Spano uh, strip nude. Yes, gotta love Jesse Spano. My uh, grandpa, I gotta say a quick story about him. Uh, he passed away in 05, but when I was a kid, or well, I think I was uh, a young teen. I was, I think I was a teen when yeah, I was a Young buck. 
I was a young buck. Well, my grandpa was actually he built uh, he built some of the sets in Carson where they filmed like some of the dancing sets. Uh, like he no he kidding. built some of those. Yeah. So that that's my story. Like he worked on Showgirls as like <laughs> he built some of the stages for it. That's but, his claim uh, to fame. Claim to fame. But yeah, that movie was actually really dumb. But like the whole the whole point of it, like it is just kind of a stupid movie. <laughs> but yeah. you got to see Jesse Spano get excited over non caffeine pills in that movie. Right. A lot of more adult stuff there. <laughs> Well, this next one is definitely for us uh, geeky, nerdy guys. Now, I wouldn't necessarily um, uh, include this one on the list. Maybe it's predecessor. Here they list Batman and Robin, the um, second of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, as a movie that's so bad it's good. Again, I'd say that movie is still so bad it's bad. Now, Batman Forever is one one that uh, I would say is so bad it's good. Yeah. Yeah, of those original of the the ones we grew up with, man, the only one that I that I even have an inkling to go watch is the '89 Batman. Well, That's it. and the the follow up Batman Returns was still pretty good with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Danny DeVito. It was still uh, Tim Burton directing, but uh, Batman and Robin, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mister Freeze, nah. that was awful. Uh, Alicia Silverstone as Batwoman, um, again, uh, you know, not quite Kristen Stewart esque, but uh, not the best acting chops in the world. No, and you know what's funniest with Batman and Robin? I think of two things. I think of Taco Bell because we would go to That's Taco right. Bell a lot to collect the uh, Batman and Robin cups. Uh, so I remember I have fond memories of the Taco Bell on Highway 50 in Carson, the mm. one across from the video store, which. I don't think it's Taco Bell anymore. I think it's some other Mexican joint. But uh, um, and then I remember uh, the spliced video where the lady I worked at <laughs> Video Maniacs and uh, a lady came in. And she was super pissed because there was uh, at the time you could take VHS tapes and splice other movies in there. Or but they didn't splice it. What they did was they put a you they, put a piece of tape over that little square yep. part of the VHS tape and you can record over the copyright material well somebody decided uh, to put a uh, right when arnold schwarzenegger's freeze or he said chill out and and right when he shot his magic uh ice <laughs> ice gun it went into yeah, his ice gun shot and then it turned into a pornographic movie for just a split second and then it went back in she was pissed and it wasn't our fault but somebody got the humor of doing it and Somebody yeah. had fun with it. Uh, yeah, they did. Now, have you heard that uh, there is a Schumacher cut of uh, uh, Batman Forever that's like three hours long? No. Why would you want to watch it? <laughs> I, I would watch I don't it once. Be, I don't, I don't want to be kissed by a rose ever again. Nope. I'm good. And then, folks, as we close out this segment, there is a trio of Nicolas Cage movies, as uh, we mentioned in the rank it. Uh, Con Air is on there. The Wicker Man, which was a terrible remake of a good horror movie. And then they also have Vampire's Kiss from 1988, which is uh, definitely laughable. Whoa! Folks, that does it for our topic of movies that are so bad, they turn all the way around and become good again. When we come back, we have a segment called Useless Advice. So if you need some useless advice, stick with us, and we'll be back in a few.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th. Now, uh, we mentioned a couple times in the show, talking about the Phoenix line, it is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that, uh, guess what? You don't even have to speak with a live person. You know how voicemail works. You leave a message after the beep. You can chime in on anything, including our call-in topic from today. Excuse me, choking a little bit. uh, Which is bad movies, or movies that are so bad that they... uh, turn all the way around and become good again, or it could be anything whatsoever. We just ask that you keep it entertaining. That number, if you do want to call in, is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. We will compile those together. We only need one, maybe two at this point in order to have another Phoenix Line segment. Um, we love when people chime in and uh, obviously participate in the show. So, uh, yeah, we'll put those out. Now, in this next segment uh, called Useless Advice, very similar to our call-in topic of movies that are so bad they've come around to be good again. Well, this is useless advice that has come around to become useful advice. And in this day and age, I find that uh, more than ever people need it because, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, we're devolving into... um, either awful human beings or wonderful human beings, but uh, nothing in between. It's quite strange. But uh, just to give you an idea, and Tony, feel free to chime in on your take on these. This first one says, My dad always told me, ask anyway, the worst they can say is no. When buying something or when I needed something from another person, seems stupid to ask if I was sure they would say no, but I was also socially a socially anxious kid. Turns out that advice has helped me with school, raises, with people in general, with plans, and new friends. And uh, I agree, you know, there, there's no harm in asking. Worst they could say is no, and you know what? It, it, most of the time, they'll say yes. Yeah, I got to tell you, that is the absolute uh, most... Uh truthful thing the answer is always no if you don't ask the question yeah yep so it's like playing the lottery you'll never win if you don't play you have a 50 50 shot you know so guys out there or girls out there you want to ask that person out swing for the fences the worst thing they're going to say is no yeah, and that's, then life moves on yep and it, you know and don't, don't be george mcfly <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if i can handle that kind of rejection yeah, and I mean that's the one piece of advice I'd impart on my boys because I think you and I, Tone, both growing up in the high school days, we were always so afraid of rejection that we ne- never yes. even bothered asking, you know? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, I was just telling Christian off air, you know, there's girls from, like, high school that I still talk to now that I probably would have never talked to back then. Right, and you find you out know, later that... I just didn't have the confidence, yeah. Yeah, that they would have said yes, or they had a crush on you, whatever it might be, but... Uh, yeah. That can be applied it, to so many things. It is crazy, you know? It's like, damn. Like, why couldn't you just have that confidence you have as that adult, you know? And I'm not saying there's sometimes I still get nervous to ask things, but... You, you still do it. What's the worst thing you're going to do is say, uh, no, or they get, that's it. They might get weirded out with you, but you know, right. typically they don't, they won't. Right. Say. And if they do say no, don't push it. Yeah, exactly. 
Let's move on. Exactly. All right, this next one is, uh, you know, we mentioned growing up, I, I dealt with some bouts of anxiety. For me, time has always been a, a, a source of anxiety. I always hated being late. I, I never wanted to be late. And that sort of uh, put that into my professional side of things where I always had a rule as a manager that, uh, you know, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you are late, don't bother showing up. Made me feel, say, you know, less uh, less anxious on that, you know, side of things. But uh, go ahead, Tone. I'm sorry I didn't mean to uh, interrupt. Yeah, you. no, I'm with you, man. If you, I, I agree with the being late. It, like, it's just if you're gonna be super late, you might as well just not, because people wait on you and depend on you. I hate being late. It's, you know, sometimes that happens. You know, not not so much with work. I'm I'm really good with work. I very rarely am I late for work, but. Sometimes like meeting up with people for like, you know, like breakfast is a good example. I was supposed to meet my uncle for breakfast at 9 a.m. on Sunday while I was sleeping super good. My alarm didn't go off. I had set it for p.m. versus a.m. Welcome to my morning. Yeah, and I just kept sleeping. And then he called and he's like, where are you at? And I go, uh, still sleeping. Right. He goes, oh, well, we, we just put our name in. So you got like 10 minutes to get here. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that you feel like crap because uh, people wait on you. So mm -hmm. I even told him, I'm like, well, if you get the table before I get there, just eat without me. And I'll deal with it, you know. And so here's a piece of advice for people. If you are late, instead of saying, I'm sorry for being late or something along those lines, say thank you for being patient. Didn't realize the effect that could have on people. And instead of putting yourself down, you're bringing another person up. I like it. Oh, I like that, too. That's a better way to take that, because I always say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I've gotten better. Uh, one of my friends has told me, I said, I'm sorry a lot, like, especially in my night emails I send, so I've just quit saying it. I just avoid it. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I said... I word it differently and go a different route. Yeah, and don't tear yourself down, lift others up. I always I like love it. that piece of advice. Here's one for uh, especially Reno drivers. It's better to lose a second of your life than to lose your life in a second. In other words, slow down, people. Damn. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they drive like savages, man. They do. And, I mean, even, I don't know, was it two, three weeks ago when uh, I had somebody driving down the wrong side of the freeway? almost head-on collision it's you know people think before you do something right well it's crazy because not only are they speeding but uh half the time they're looking at their phone they're not even paying attention exactly yeah so put it down save a life here's one that uh, i've adopted clean as you cook do the dishes right away and 10 minutes every day walking through the house pick things up and organize it's so much better than hours of cleaning on a single day that makes sense. And I've said in the past, I like th keeping things mostly clean all the time as opposed to extremely clean in short, concentrated bursts. Yeah, as opposed to just going buck wild and getting it all done. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I value my weekends. You know, uh, I get up early to come here into the studio, do my show. If I can sleep in that bit longer on the weekends to avoid, you know, spending an entire day cleaning the house and wasting it that way, yeah, I'll take a few extra minutes here and there just to put things away, organize, and keep things mostly clean. Yeah, that makes sense. 
All right, here's a good piece of advice, even though nobody will ever hear you do it. Compliment people behind their backs. It sounds stupid, but it works wonders. So instead of talking crap behind somebody's back, compliment them behind their backs. Obviously, if it's deserved. (laughs) You're doing an awesome job. Uh, Who said that? Mm. Good job. (laughs) Good job. That would have been a good time to have that. It would have. Good job. (laughs) Here's one that uh, actually we were just talking about in the break. Directly expressing my needs instead of hinting. There's no use in beating around the bush or trying to assume somebody understands what you're vaguely talking about. Just come out, say it. Things will always go better when you do. Absolutely. Honesty truly is the best policy. Whether it's good or bad, you just be direct about it. Right. Because like you can get you can get through a lot of stuff if you just have direct conversation. Like, and then I don't know why people need to lie or tell little stories. Just, just admit it. It's not right. Well, and that's that's a huge problem with a lot of society today. Is no personal responsibility. They want to blame everything on everybody else instead of what they could have done differently. You know, just own up to it. You know, if you make a mistake, say, you know what, I I, I made a mistake. Um, I'm going to learn from this and move forward as opposed to, oh, it wasn't me. It was somebody else. You know, God, check got lost in the mail. Didn't we talk about that with like kid, like with your kids? Didn't they do something like Reese does you that? Asked- yeah. yeah, he'll have his finger, you know, knuckles deep in his nose, and tell him not to pick his nose, and he'll be like, "No, I'm just scratching it. A, a fly came in and out of nowhere and, and landed on it, and I had to scratch." It's like, just own up to it, bud. Yeah, just yes, you were uh, you were just um, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good piece of advice for alcoholics who are trying to set their life straight. It says. Just don't drink today. That's all you have to focus on is not drinking today. Surely you can do that and then repeat. Yeah, if you're, it just depends. As long as you're not uh, an alcoholic, you'll be fine. Because if you do have an addiction, I mean, obviously, you know, only you can fix that. That's 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 a great way to start it. So right. Concentrate. Theory, on, it's very good. Yes. Yeah. Concentrate on the short term, not the big picture. Because you know habits take repetition to learn. So if you can, if you can get through today, then you work on getting through tomorrow, so on and so forth. And then finally, as we head into the break, here's a piece of advice that uh, I love. This: clean your house before leaving for more than five days. Nothing is better than coming home to a clean home. It's true. You know, you don't want to come back and then have to tidy up and clean up and do all that stuff. You want to come back, put the bags down, and just relax. Well, folks, that does it for this segment called Useless Advice. Turned out to be more useful advice. But when we come back, we are headed into the final segment. It is This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. 
And we are back. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 11th, but not before we uh, take you guys through uh, what we do every day with This Day in History. Now, I wanted to remind everybody that if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video. You can also get audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes! Yes, I am. I'm the god of thunder and rock and roll and thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do it. I went into Randy Savage. Brother, it's my birthday. Dude, <laughs> Tony's got multiple personalities, but uh, in any case, <gasps> while you are there, be sure to subscribe so you have the latest episode. Leave a review that way we know what you think and tell your friends because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. Yeah, all right. Well, before we leave you guys on this Tuesday, let's go ahead and drop some knowledge, hopefully, drop some laughs as well. It is this day in history. And Ryan is still out on a job, but I'll go ahead and take us on through, starting out with this day in 1860. This one hits really close to home. It is the U.S.'s first successful silver mill in, can you tell me what city tone? Florida. Yes. Florida. Florida, known for its silver. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry. Carson, uh, Virginia City. Virginia City, Nevada. Yep. Which is a great old western town. If you folks haven't visited uh, northern Nevada, when you come out, please come out. Hit up Virginia City. It's, uh, it's a nice throwback to the old west. Yeah, a very cool place. Uh, it's like, a, as it says, uh, frozen in time, right? Yep. That's Long exactly it. Yeah. Here's something that I didn't realize they were this old. This day in 1866, the world's first roller rink opens in Newport, Rhode Island. I thought that, uh, you know, roller skates were, you know, maybe 1940s, 1950s, where they were sort of rickety. And then, you know, with ball bearings and, you know, into the 70s with discos when they really became popular. But this was all the way back in 1866. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, they were popular during our childhood and uh, our early preteen years, and then they yeah. kind of just disappeared after that. Yeah. I mean, I think Reno still has uh, Roller Kingdom or whatever, but we do. Uh, and yep. there's a there's a few of them here in Colorado. It's not somewhere I go, but uh, yeah, they had a resurgence you know. in the mid '90s when rollerblades came out, but uh, since yes. then it, it's still a little bit of a novelty. Yeah, um, they were always, uh, I can remember as a kid, I always enjoyed the heck out of them. Me too. They were a lot of fun. but uh, Definitely. Stinky. But oh, yeah, yeah. Wearing other people's, essentially, shoes and uh, yeah, the blisters they would cause. Dirty feet. Smell like Subway every time you go in. <laughs> All right, moving on. This day in 1885, $100,000 is raised in the U.S. for the pedestal for the Statue of Liberty. Now, $100,000 doesn't sound like a lot of money, especially for an iconic landmark like that. But if you do the conversion, which I did, that's equivalent to about $2.6 million today. Ooh, that's a lot of money. That's a chunk of change. Just a little bit. 
Here's one as we get back into uh, football season. So excited. It's right around the corner, depending on how it ends up being played out. But Yeah, uh, I was going to say, hopefully. <laughs> this day in 1919, the Green Bay Packers Football Club is founded by George Calhoun and Curly Lambeau, named after their sponsor, the Indian Packing Company. I never knew that. No, I didn't either. That's awesome. And then, obviously, Lambeau Field is where they play uh, after the founder, Curly Lambeau. And I didn't realize Curly was his first name. Yeah, that's why they don't call it Curly Field. <laughs> <It's> Lambeau. <laughs> oh, if you're talking about a Curly Field, uh, there's uh, a different meaning there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this day in 1929, we talk about him every once in a while. The Sultan of Swing, Babe Ruth, becomes the first professional baseball player to hit 500 home runs off of Willis Hudlin from the Cleveland Indians. And uh, he was an icon for a reason. Yeah. He was he was the the Sultan of Swat. <laughs> I was expecting like a good job. Yeah, good job. I know I'm looking trying to find a good sound bite for some of these. Yeah, that's all in right. Between. While you're looking but, for uh, that, yeah. we'll move on to the next one. Uh, this date in nineteen thirty four. The first federal prisoners arrive at Alcatraz in San Francisco Bay, also known as the Rock. I'm Sean Connery. Are you Ted Ferguson? <laughs> oh, those were some great SNL skits. Weren't they, though? <laughs> I'll take anal bum covers for 500 You mean an album cover? Yeah. <laughs> ah, fun stuff. All right, uh, sticking with baseball. This day in 1950, hitting just a 2.79 batting average. Yankee great Joe DiMaggio is benched, benched for the first time. And so, obviously, that was low for uh, what people were used to him batting. Uh, I don't know what his highest was, but uh, not a two point or a point two seven nine. That's for sure. No, he was on the struggle bus on that one for sure. Hey, you know, everybody has those slumps. Yeah, I'm on a slump too. Bazinga! <laughs> You're on a soundbite slump right now, Tone. Mm-hmm. All right. This day in 1956, Elvis Presley releases his music single, Don't Be Cruel. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. That was a hunk of hunk of Hadouk in love. Uh, speaking of music, this day in 19... 19- that's my terrible Elvis impression. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, ho. Luckily, you've got a lot of other Elvis impressions. But uh, this day in 1964, A Hard Day's Night. Musical comedy film featuring the Beatles is released in the U.S., and oddly enough, exactly one year later, Help, their next feature film, is uh, released in the U.S. as well. Help! I need somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Man, there's always, I like that uh, when we do this, there's always some some type of Beatle reference there <laughs> well here's a reference they do, from, they've yeah. done a lot you know they are, they've done so much not only for music but just in pop culture overall and uh you know obviously the the deaths of uh, uh john lennon and uh george harrison only add to that legend yeah it's yeah here's one for you tone this day 1972 Cheech and Chong Day is established in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Cheech and Chong, man. <laughs> Which is odd because Texas is a notoriously um, 
conservative state that, uh, you know, Cheech and Chong obviously don't uh, quite represent that. Right. Well, I would not have put them. I would put them more of like uh, New Mexico. Right. Or San Francisco. Hey, hey wow, man. <laughs> All right. This day in 1973, prior to Star Wars, American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas, opens in cinemas across the U.S. Um, I've seen the movie once. It was okay. Which movie? American Graffiti. Well, I never saw it. I know it had... Uh... What is it? Did it have Ron Howard and did, uh, yep. Harrison Ford in it? Yep. Like pre, pre Han Solo. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Again. I never saw it though. Decent. Not great. Yes. All right. This day in 1976, the Who drummer, Who drummer Keith Who? Moon collapses and is hospital uh, hospitalized in Miami. Um, I think it was due to a drug overdose. Doesn't say here, but. But that. But that was your thought on that one? I believe so. Aw. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Depressing, depressing. Here we go. This day in 1989, Voyager 2 discovers two partial rings of Neptune. You know, space always amazes me. The things we find, the things we don't understand yet, uh, that we have yet to find, and then obviously, you know, once we get to the point that we can venture out there and really uh, see what, you know the universe has to offer yeah you always uh it's amazing how big this uh universe really is and you know it's amazing how flat that that our world is you know it's just so flat (laughs) yet the world is the the universe is vast and all the other planets around but the earth is just not us nah not us (laughs) you're gonna fall off the edge of the earth all right, and finally, this day in 1993, Red Sox pitcher Roger Clemens pitches his 2,000th strikeout. Um, oddly enough, the picture they chose is when he moved over to the Yankees, which uh, he didn't have quite the same career once he got there. No, absolutely. Definitely did not. Guy should be a Hall of Famer, though. Absolutely. He was a jerk, uh, personally, from what I hear, but nonetheless... He was a hell of a ball player. Too bad that he didn't just admit he did steroids. He could have been in the Hall of Fame. Most just of like did. Andy Pettit. Yep. Like Andy Pettit was the only one that said, yeah, I did it. Right. And nothing <laughs> happened to him. Like that, they, just, they should have learned from Andy Pettit. Just admit you did it. Who cares? Yep. Well, folks, we're closing out the show. Uh, drop a couple holidays on you. It's annual medical checkup day, so go ahead and schedule that. National Ras- Raspberry Bomb Day and Presidential Joke Day, which right now uh, a lot of people are making those. Folks, that does it for this Tuesday. We will see you with a brand new episode tomorrow on Wednesday. Enjoy. Bye-bye.